political events, acts of terrorism, question marks around racism, and a whole lot of isms in the world today, it, it sort of begs the question, how can we stay well in this world? And what can I do as a person? What can I do to contribute? How can I respond to this? And how can I be better as a result of responding to the chaotic conversations that are taking place in the world, largely via Twitter and uh, through the social media and, and the news, main, mainstream news you're listening to the Insight to Action podcast. My name is Donna Jones. My work involves transformation both at the personal level and organizational level and preferably at the global level. And it's through the evolution of consciousness, which has a specific set of skills that are pretty transferable between applications to decision-making, to leadership, and to leading at higher levels. Today, I've got the privilege of chatting with someone who's willing to openly share what their journey has been about, and I hope you get some really good ideas for how to guide your own self-discovery process. A big part of what's going on in the world today is a switch from blindly running through life on a nine-to-five kind of schedule or, or just a go-go-go schedule to becoming more centered in the self. In other words, there's a personal transformation journey that accompanies much of the preparation needed to handle what's going on in the world, which are these big complex issues that are smacking humanity right in the face. With me today is a very bold and brave <laughs> gentleman, <laughs> Mariusz Bosian from Poland, and he's been on this journey, and I, I thought it would be really worthwhile for us to just have a conversation on what what takes you down this path. I know there's lots of other people on the path right now, but there's also plenty of people who are, are kind of accidentally wandering around, and it's like a bumper car approach. So let's start, if we may. First of all, thank you so much for just coming up and, and having this conversation, because it's personal, and, and yet it's powerful. So tell us, what, what's, your, what's, been, what's your journey been like? What, what happened to you that you, helped you move from running an everyday life into running a, a very purpose-driven life? So firstly, hello, also, to, to everybody that watched it. This question actually goes very deep into, into the essence of everything I do. So, you know, starting from the beginning, um, for many years, I was like, I think all other guys, you know, I, I, my first primary school, secondary school, high school. And, um, and then I went to the studies, IT studies. Everything was great. Then I got, I had two actually companies, but I was doing everything automated. It was just the way I never considered why I'm doing things. And at some certain moment, I, I, some things started to be more visible for me. I mean, talking very concretely, I had a shareholder who I noticed was making small things big. So we had a relationship, which was actually, for me, st uh, starting to be a little bit a burden. And this triggered in me the question, why actually it needs to be like, like this? I mean, I want to, you know, grow, have a, you know, I have some ambitions and so on. And, um, and this, was, this was kind of the trigger for me to question the world that is around me. And this led me to the one article which was titled, Everything is the Mirror of, of Yourself. So I started, this was the moment where I started not to externalize the problems, to say to him, you know, this is your fault or this is, you know, all the problems because of the situation, you know, politics, uh, economics and so on. But I started to, 
question all those things and say, okay, so what is in me? What is the problem in me that I'm in this situation? And I'm for a few years on that path and it's super exciting. Uh, the life speeds up uh, dramatically. Uh, you need to face with a lot of things. I face with a lot of, you know, situations, problems. There were a lot of crying, a lot of happy moments. But it led me to the moment that I deeply know what I do and why I do. Today I sent one, one post and I wrote, is your life an art? This is kind of my thinking that I have to say, I feel that mine is because it's just, you know, unique. I never expected it to be like this. Yeah, very well said. Uh, a lot of people, when they make their decisions, and, I, and this was in decision-making for dummies, a lot of people make their decisions based on what they believe to be true about the mm -hmm. world. And sometimes those, those beliefs are actually wrong. You know, I mean, they're useful in the moment because they make sense of reality in the moment, but going forward, they can get in your way. What, what did you do with your beliefs? How did you take a stare at them and figure out where they were helping yeah. you and where they were in your way? Yeah. I mean, so, so the first point was for me when one person actually told me that you can change your beliefs, uh, which of course everybody say you can change your beliefs, but I think the real power comes when you realize that changing your beliefs really change your world. What I mean here is that when I changed my belief that I want to when work in an environment with the people where, you know, always working in terms of uh, appreciation, in terms of really, you know, like collaboration and this feeling of, of joy, then by changing this belief, I couldn't uh, have this company that I had. I needed to quit. I needed to exit it. So I did it. And then another belief that I changed was, uh, was about, you know, what, what I want to do and, you know, with what people I want to talk with. I wanted to face people much more, you know, asking the questions about why and why they do things about, you know, really the purpose. So I found the workshops that really answered all of those things to me. And what I noticed is every time I change the belief, everything what is around me is changing. But the, pro the problem is, are you capable to notice this? Or you're just, you know, somebody told you some sentence, you are changing your point of view, and then you are going to other person and you are talking differently, you see different things. And let me give you another example. You know, the, another example is like, it's, it's politics. You know, somebody tells to you, this is bad. Somebody is behaving bad. And this is the person uh, around you, close to you. And you are starting to have the belief and the opinion about that, that, that situation. But if some, if you come to the community where people are saying this is great, they will give you, you know, the point of views and you will start believing in that, you will also react differently. So I think the point of here is to realize that you can create your own beliefs and to get connected to that space where you are really empowered to those, being in yourself, capable to change your beliefs and being able to see that the world is changing them. And it will for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. And I think what you're also touching on is the power of beliefs in shaping perception. Because if you see the world through one particular lens, it, it looks like this. If you step into a different angle, a different, slightly different way of seeing it, the world looks, again, different. And, and so what we're talking about here is the same thing that happens when you start moving up through levels of consciousness and, and begin to open the world from trying to be safe in the world, you know, looking after safety. And, and that is obviously a fundamental 
but then moving from there into why am I, who am I, and why am I here, those bigger questions. Anything in particular, epiphanies or, or any particular places where you just, you know, stood back and went, wow, I, I see myself completely differently as a result of this? I think situations that helped me the most in that were those difficult situations. So the moments where actually I got, for example, angry on something, where I was, I could generalize, generalize this to the one state of feeling, of feeling uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable about something. And when you are uncomfortable about something, you mostly are not happy about this. When you are not happy about this, you don't have energy actually you are feeling more down you are often feeling sad you are feeling you know like you don't have actually energy in your in your body you cannot stand up and act so when when you're when you realize those situations and then when you ask yourself the questions why do i feel like this then mostly the answers will pop up and when you have the answers then you can change those things when you can see okay if that makes me angry what is in that that really makes really is not okay with me. So you can answer, okay, because people are manipulating, for example. And then, you know, this is this moment that when, I, when you, you externalize, they are manipulating. But now, then you have to put it to yourself. Am I manipulating? It came out to me that I was a great manipulator and I was really doing this automatically. And it was difficult to face with that problem, that I was a manipulator and I was manipulating my close people, my relationships and so on. It required facing with the fact that when I was the child, I was manipulating my parents. And you know, going deep, it came out that I was manipulating because I saw my sister struggling very much with my father and fighting. And because me as a child, I didn't want to fight like this and to have cruels all the time. So I started to manipulate. And when it this got, got to know, I wasn't angry on myself anymore. So... Um, those specific moments of feeling uncomfortable, when you ask the questions, it, it requires courage. It requires definitely patience. Those specific moments can guide you to the greater inside of you. And this was how it worked for me. And the second thing I could say, the positive moments. So if you dive more in into the positive moments, they also can guide you to more what you like, more what you want, what, more what you want to believe in. And often it works in a way that all those bad things, you don't know even when they fade away, when they are not in your life. So I would say there are two paths. Uh, one, if you feel happy, have more of the, what you want. If you don't feel happy, dive in why you don't feel happy. Wonderfully put, because what, the, what that captured rather brilliantly is the self-reflection and self-examination. You know, that mm -hmm. place where all of a sudden you realize that what's going on in your world is not entirely someone else's responsibility it's actually my responsibility so I, I, I love what you did with that yes and, and if you if you put it to the you know whole leadership business and, and and all this all this area that we also work in you can directly see the correlation um that if you want to really be the leader if you really want to be more insightful and support people you you need to clear your dramas first so you need to first clear those things in order to support somebody else so I think this, is, this, this could be kind of my answer to all those managers and bosses that are asking them how to be the leader. So first he help yourself and then show others how, to, how they can help themselves.
Well said, because I know that, I believe it was one of my colleagues who told me that, that self-reflection is one of the least developed skills in the executives, at least in the United States. Now, I don't know how, how you know that, and, and, you know, but, but it's just to say that it's a requirement right now, because without that capacity to self-reflect and self-examine, you can't grow. It's not possible. As a leader or as a person, it doesn't matter. So, so yeah, lots of relevance to, 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 uh, to the business world. You had something else? Yeah, um, last week I had a very interesting uh, also experience. Uh, we were in, in one company for three days uh, shooting and, and the main leader there who went through the brick transformation and the company is now we can say really human, human centric. He didn't make so much of the self-reflection, but he, he had some other good quality, which I think to all those, you know, like mind oriented people can be much helpful. He was striving for um, excellence in terms of creating the, the places for people where they can really flourish. So, you know, he, he wanted to have a good business results. And as he said for that, he, he found out through different books that people who require creative work, they need to have freedom at work. So what do you need to have the freedom at work? You need to get rid of the titles. You need to create a safe space and so on. And he made it. So I wouldn't say that it's only about self-reflection. I would say that it's, it's more about either self-reflection and combining this with really trying to do something good for people. You know, it's uh, either you do everything for yourself. You want, you know, more, more, more. I want to be the best. I want to have the best results. My company wants to be, will be an example. I was looking for, for really, you know, human-centric company. And the first sentence was, we are a fast-growing company in something, something, something. For me, it's straightly the sign that they only take care of themselves. For me, they cannot be a good business partner as long as I will not create a relationship that they, they require, that is required to have such, you know, business interaction. Yeah, so I would say it's possible to do it only through, without self-reflection, but you need to just just do want to do good to other people. Yeah, I think we're very complex as, as a species. <laughs> you know, humans are yeah. very complex, and so it's going to be a different combination of things, but certainly there are some threads that run through. And I mean, clear vision for how you want to be of service, a clear mm-hmm. sense of purpose is, is a... Is a a massive part of it. Now you've talked about shooting, so I, I think people need to understand what exactly you're talking about here. Let's back up a bit and talk about what project you're on and and why mm-hmm. why you care about it. So basically, this this example that I told about my kind of transformation. So putting the attention not on the external things and blaming people, but you know putting them inwards. I noticed that this moment is. I mean, this this kind of awareness is not really popular. So uh, I was doing different workshops in terms of the self-management and leadership and so on. And uh, they were coming business owners, you know, consultants, coaches with, you know, a lot of beautiful, you know, studies done and certificates and so on. And when we came to the point that, you know, we really pushed them to the wall, they were answering us, please, you tell us the, the answer. Please, you tell us how to get out of the situation, how to, you know, process it. So basically it was, they weren't able to really self-reflect as we talked and they weren't able to really take responsibility of their experiences. We put them into difficult situations and uh, they were just as children. Please tell me or we go out. And they threatened us that, you know, we, we go out and we as organizer, we will not want you to, we will not 
you know, that agreement is not uh, valid anymore. So it was a big experience. And I, I know I thought, I asked myself the question, how can we really, really trigger the change in people? So they could see that, you know, just take responsibility of your life and you can have this trigger and you, will, you can notice how those beliefs can be created. So there are the great examples in the, in the corporate world, um, around the world, of the companies and of the leaders that had such, such amazing shift. So our aim is to create an uh, inspirational international documentary movie about this transformation journey, about also this trigger moment, which led people ultimately to the places, to the companies, to the organizational issues where people, where people just flourish. So we go to the companies. This is what we did last uh, week in Germany. In Dusseldorf, we go to the companies. We are doing few days shootings with many people in the companies on different levels of the hierarchy, if hierarchy exists there, if not just with many people. And we dive into the personal stories and show how those small issues illuminate to the larger ones. So what is really the essence of the transformation and how possible that they created the places where people just flourish. So um, this is what we, what we do currently. Which takes you right into a lot of interesting work environments and a lot of alternative solutions to how to create great places for people to work, I'm sure. Yes, this is one definitely advantage so there's a lot of learning from this but also i mean we don't want to make this for the minority we want also to go to the whole corporate world hierarchical and you know this more uh, let's say tough tough workplaces uh, it's because this this essence of why we transform is everywhere i mean people at corporations managers business owners and so on i mean we are all humans, actually. We all want to transform and we all want to be more free. We want to more express ourselves. And in every, I believe, of those companies, there is a little bit of this human issue, this essence that we can spot the light on and to give the, give the hope that, you know, everybody can transform, everybody can do this. And we want to connect those two words. So, yeah, so no more separation. This is we, we do this and that. And this is you and you are this old and you need to extend. Nobody needs to extend, you know. It's just about the mind shift. Yeah, it's funny. We've talked about this intergenerational, you know, question mark around can we work together better? Can we collaborate better together? And, and of course, both of us would answer the question the same way, of course. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's places where, where there's these big walls between people that uh, are really in the way to everyone's health, I think. Yeah. yeah, and, and um, the, the biggest learning for me is to not deny all those barriers that they are bad and to not try to fight with them that you change now because you have the barriers, you have the you know, professional mask or any other mask and, uh, and so on, but to try to acknowledge because those people who are still like very much ego-driven in those companies, they have created those companies because of this ego. They have built those things because they were able to work in this. And this is a great, you know, step in the whole humanity that, that we made thanks to this. And, uh, and just the point is that, you know, now we can have a little bit like we call it in our project additive approach. So we are not saying what is bad, what you need to change. We're just saying what you can add. What, and we want to give the real examples, strategies, not by imposing anything on you, but just showing how others do, your colleagues and so on. 
there is a lot of you know talking that what is all this bad because it creates such and such harm. <laughs> you know, again, we take responsibility of our actions and this harm that is done, we also want to be in, uh, in it. We want also to experience all this. It's funny that the word ego has come up in the last three programs. I, I, the last program I issued was with Richard Barrett on the ego needs, you know, ego and soul, ego needs and soul mm -hmm. desires. Uh, previous to that, it was the Isaac Getz and liberating mm -hmm. organizations and the role of ego. When you go into these different environments, you're, you're, you're a sensitive individual. When you go into these environments, do you feel a difference in mm -hmm. terms of the, of the work and without even having opened any conversation whatsoever? Can you detect differences in the workplace environments when you walk in? Till now, yes, I have to say. It's because um, the atmosphere in the organizations that are working much different is, is just much more free. You know, and the atmospheres where there are all those, you know, barriers uh, created, you feel that people are kind of tensed, like at every moment. And, and this implies to all, you know, how you talk, how you are, and so on. Uh, I mean, the, the first time we came to this company, we, we last time shot, uh, we just entered and they had, you know, that the, the dinner, the barbecue. We talked with the CEO of this company that he has such role. And few people came, they listened, they started, you know, to intervene a little bit, like, but totally enjoying. They, they didn't have any problem to say even stupid things in, next to the person that is formally owning the company. Zero. So the sense of freedom that you feel there, when even I was talking, I feel privileged that I could be there because it's, um, you, feel, you feel that you feel so big difference that when you are there, it's just so much, you know, in you. You are coming to these companies and you, you know, there is so big, you know, like uh, this polarization. Yeah, it is felt. It is, it is just felt, you know. Yeah. I think you're going to notice it in your body, and certainly it shows up in decision-making because the more relaxed you are, the safer you feel in the environments mm -hmm. you're in, the, the better decisions you're going to make. Yes, definitely. And, and here we come again to the beliefs. Because if I would have the beliefs that, that would tell me that I need to have some, let's say, you know, like position, like be, be straight and, you know, talk great, express myself in some specific way, so putting up some professional mask, then... I wouldn't fit to there at all. I'm not sure if I would feel anything special there. But because, you know, I had also those beliefs in me, like, you know, that I, I can be myself there, they responded. And it, it was great. So I know that a lot, there are a lot of companies that go, for example, to them, you know, the corporates, and, and they want to see how it works. And they see just a beautiful office. <laughs> Nothing more. This is, this, those are the reactions that, you know, we got from uh, the, the feedback. Let's talk a bit about purpose, because we're seeing a big shift from, from just meandering aimlessly through the world to actually being on point, being, being on purpose, and having a sense of direction and a sense of clarity around who you are and why you're here. How did that emerge for you? And how do you know when you're drifting off purpose, off yeah. your sense of, you know, using it as a navigational device, if, if you will? Mm -hmm. I mean, my navigational device is, again, this feeling uncomfortable. If I don't feel uncomfortable, then it means it's, I'm not aligned with my purpose currently. And I don't need to 
know actually even what is my purpose if I have this navigation because it just basically tells me if I don't feel good in some situation and I realize this, so okay, Marius, start diving deep, start or start just doing something different, you know, start reacting different and so on. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting because I, I, will give the, I will give you an example. Yesterday, I, I was going out with mine and my partner friend. We went out, colleagues that we met many times. And I thought, you know, I'm like, let's say, I will, I'm feeling generally that I'm fully myself and authentic. But this time, I, I realized that every time I'm supposed to go with them, I somehow don't feel comfortable. I feel like pulled off. My first, you know, mind is creating the things Ah, maybe something else to do, or maybe not to go, or something like that. And first, what I was doing is I was telling to to, to my girlfriend, you know, maybe maybe something else, but it's too. Or I was even when she was supposed to meet with them individually, I was telling them, ah, you know, maybe we'll go to cinema. I was even imposing on her things just so that she wouldn't go. And yesterday I had this, you know, this again, this moment when I realized, come on, I I don't want this anymore. And I started to dive in and so on and so on. It came out that I was doing this for my girlfriend because I, did, I was scared that if I would start to be authentic, I would really be very straight to those people and they may not like it. And because of this, she wouldn't be able to really make, well, you know, connection with them. And then I went, finally, like all the time being in this complaining mode for like one hour, and and it was just fine. I reacted differently and I had fun because of just myself, you know, uh, how I was making things, you know, difficult and so on. And I he reacted sometimes, you know, toughly to them. And they was like, some of them were like, huh? But others, ah, ha, 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 they were starting to laugh. When you are breaking up these uncomfortable moments of yourself and you're starting things different, I mean, world is starting to behave really weird even often. This is the moment, this is the navigation, you know, having the higher comfort, having the higher, you know, joy in life. This is my navigation. And when I'm stepping on this path, every, you know, month I'm seeing the mind shift also of why I do those things different. So this led me from the place of, you know, having my company with the very toxic relationships and being, let's say, corporate oriented, you know, with the structures and so on to the mind that I'm doing uh, totally different things. I never made any professionally, I never produced any film. And now there is like, I don't know, 20, 30 people around contributing to this. And five of them on a regular basis, you know, really fully working on this. And nobody does it because of money. Nobody does it because of money. Of course, the money can come out because we create a value, but uh, it's, it's because of the purpose. So I spoke up with what I want to do on that journey. And the people resonated that came and said, oh, it's great. I want also to contribute to this. And I believe this is how the leadership also is being created. How the purpose, you know, you start to realize the purpose. That people are affected by your actions. And yeah, I'm here now and I don't know where it will go forward. So yeah, so I'm just going forward with this compass and um, it works. It is very enjoyable to know, very exciting for sure. No, and it's simple. I appreciate the simplicity of it also. Thank you. There's a lot of tools that people have available to them, mindfulness, meditation, ways to do what you've done, which is just observe in that moment. 
what was being triggered and, and then to go dive deep into why and to keep asking those annoying questions so you illuminate finally the point where you go, okay, I'm going to pivot here. This is what's going on. Brilliant, brilliant work and self-awareness and then putting it into play. Do you have any things that you would share with listeners that you think would be of value to them that anything in particular mm-hmm. you'd care to share that would help uh, people on their, on their own personal transformational journey? Yes. One thing that I can add to, 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 to all what I said is that at the end, all of this is about simplicity. So the values like appreciation, values are like forgiveness, the values like understanding, modesty, those are the things that actually are able, you know, to change the things in the life, really. So as an example, when I'm very much extrovert and I'm, you know, like sharing everything and so on, then it's great to ask, you know, this modesty, for example, question, am I really modest or I'm just, you know, speaking too loud and not being able to listen to myself? Understanding, again, is, is, do I really understand what's going on around me? You know, uh, forgiveness is like if I'm not feeling comfortable and I don't want to react with somebody, is, uh, is there something that I need to, you know, forgive that person? So, you know, there are those basic human principles that, that if you are able to really understand that you have a courage, actually, you are courageous enough to face with them, then the great things can come with your life. Or you may, of course, watch the television, uh, complain about the politics, uh, be scared about the things and feeling uncomfortable, and just be in that status too, you know? It's, it's, it's the choice. It's just the choice and none of them is good. I mean, to all the people that realize that they're in there complaining sometimes, um, I would say be courageous to face their life because it can be great and sometimes we just, we just don't see it. Nicely said. Thank you. Where can people go to find out more information about your film? Are you crowdfunding that, by the way? Or? We are going to crowdfund it like at least half year later. So currently uh, you can see it at, uh, on reinventionmovie.com page. And uh, also you are able to connect, I believe, with each of us and you know, get some more insights. Crowdfunding, more than half a year uh, now we are doing the work we want to show really the value and then to propose uh, to come back to, 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 to contribute, you know, however you, anybody would like. Thank you very much for being on the program. Great insights. I really appreciate the, the willingness to put yourself out there and share that with people because I, I think the experience of what you've done will provide some courage for a lot of people who are tipping, you know, sort of looking at that tipping point of, of do I stay where I am or do I follow my heart Mm. what do i do yeah yeah everything comes when it's the time to come you know i heard such uh such sentence about what is abundance abundance is the is the ability to do what you want to do when you need to do so for everything comes the time so thanks mary it's wonderful conversation thank you very much I certainly hope you enjoyed that conversation with Marius. It's it was a great fun. We also have on this on the other podcast, the Evolutionary Provocator podcast. You'll find an, a conversation I had with Kevin O'Brien. I'll 
try to remember to put the link in the show notes for you. But it was with it was on the whole business of letting go of control and learning to lead, you know, self leadership. So right now, the global issues we're facing call for a lot more higher levels of of a lot higher levels of self leadership. The capacity to become more through chaos than than less <laughs> from a human point of view. To find out more about me, reach out on LinkedIn, reach out on Twitter, E-P-D-A-W-N-A underscore Jones. My work involves both decision-making, the nuanced skills of decision-making, but the mindset required to handle what's going on in the world today. So really to work with it as, as an ally to do better things in the world than we're currently doing. If you enjoyed this episode or other episodes on the uh, podcast, I'd appreciate a share and a review. It all helps. Thanks very much.